Welcome to the Top Flight Podcast, the road to Moscow, as we continue previewing our 2018 FIFA World Cup teams, as we are going to be doing Iceland. Ori Benatar here with Esteban Bailey. Iceland is probably the fan favorite team in this World Cup, especially amongst American supporters who do not see the Stars and Stripes making it to this tournament. I'm excited for Iceland. I'm also very excited for Iceland. <laughs> I cannot wait to see them play. Again, this is Iceland's first ever World Cup coming off of an incredible European Championships in France in 2016, where they finished second in their group behind Hungary and ahead of Portugal and Austria, beat England in that amazing upset 2-1, to one, and then ended up losing to France 5-2 to two in their first ever international tournament. And uh, remember, they have a population of 30,000. It's the same size as Corpus Christi, Texas, because Taylor Twelman has to say that every two seconds on ESPN whenever Iceland <laughs> no pops kidding. up in the conversation. But Iceland, just the perfect example of how a small nation should be running their entire football program. They've developed their youth since the 90s. They've developed facilities for the last 20 years. And look where it's getting them. Iceland finished first in their qualification group with 22 points on seven wins, finishing ahead of Croatia, who are in their group. Never played a World Cup game, of course. Their nickname, obviously, being the Vikings. Heimir Hal Grimson, their manager, their captain, Aaron Gunnarsson, and obviously the most flashy player on this Iceland team, Gilfie Sigurdsson of Everton, formerly of Tottenham and Swansea. 18 goals and 55 games for Sigurdsson. Here's Iceland's World Cup schedule. They get to open up the tournament against Argentina on June the 16th in uh, the Atkirit Arena in Moscow, the other Moscow stadium. Then Iceland will be taking on Nigeria on June the 22nd in Volgograd, and then we'll end playing Croatia again on the 26th in Rostov at the Rostov Arena. So it'll be a very interesting, tough, tough group for Iceland. They got a tough, tough draw. This is the group of death. I agree. Absolutely. I heard that uh, Alexi Lalas thinks that Group F with Germany and Mexico is the group of death, and that's crazy. This is the group of death. Yeah, because for me, I define a group of death as... Any team, well, group of death or group of life, I think runs under the same definition. I think with group of life and group of death, any team can come in first, any team can come in last. Same with the group of yeah. life, which for me is group H, which is Poland, Senegal, Colombia, and Japan. But for this group D, I honestly think Iceland could come in first in this group because of the way they play. And they get to open up against Argentina. And if they were able to get a result against Argentina, even a draw, it would be a bigger upset than, than beating England two years ago. That's 100% true. Argentina has a greater pedigree than England. They have more talented players. And, oh, wait, let's not forget, Argentina has the best player in the world in Lionel Messi. If Iceland is able to get a result against Lionel Messi in Argentina... There is the sky's the limit for Iceland. They could potentially go to a quarterfinal or, you know, at least to the knockout stages with that kind of result. Yeah, most of the Icelandic players have were able to get Premier League contracts and English contracts after Euro 2016. Johan Berg Gudmundsen on Burnley now. Gilfie Sigurdsson went from Swansea to Everton. John Devi Bodvarsson on Reading. But they've also got some other really good players. Alfred Finn Bogassen playing for Augsburg in the Bundesliga. Aaron Gunnarsson, the captain, is at Cardiff City, who just got promoted to the Premier League. And also their goalkeeper, Hans Por Haldorsen, 48 caps, great goalie, sitting at 34 years old. Uh, and besides the fact that these names are just intimidating and awesome you also got Birker Bjarnason playing for Aston Villa who are looking for promotion are these the best names in the tournament I think it's up in the air absolutely you think so yeah they sound like Vikings it's wonderful 
<laughs> they literally are. I mean, that they play like they play that way. It's such mm-hmm. a good collective effort from Iceland. You saw at Euro 2016. One, they don't depend on Gilfie Sigurdsson like everyone assumed they would. They're just such a good collective effort. And the thing that makes them so unique, once one person is attacking and has the ball, five guys are collapsing on them. Like we saw in the England game, Raheem Sterling and Wayne Rooney and Harry Kane had no space to work once England was down in that game. Iceland just defended with their lives. They timed their tackles to perfection. I cannot wait to see how this defense is going to play against Lionel Messi. Messi could be surrounded all game. He might not be able to do anything in that opening game. Well, I would never bet against Messi because we've seen when teams have tried to man mark him or surround him and he just is able to break through them like it was nothing. But I'd also like to point out that when Iceland played France, they did lose 5-2. And France's collection of talent is very similar to Argentina's collection of attacking talent. So Iceland may encounter some problems with just the massive amounts of ball playing, passing, skill moves, everything that Argentina is going to throw at them that their defense might not be prepared for it. Iceland has never played a team with this kind of South American flair. And even though they have this rigid, very, very strong defensive structure with a team effort, Argentina could rip them apart very easily. So that game is going to be extremely important for them, not only for to get the points, but for their morale to actually go through in this uh, World Cup. Yeah, and I think that morale is is I think that game is really going to carry them forward throughout whether or not they get killed or whether or not they actually get a point or even somehow win. I think if they win, they're through. I think if they win, they're winning the group because you've got a Nigeria team who's really young, very iffy all the time. They're the only African team back in the World Cup after qualifying in 2014. Nigeria is very good. And then Iceland's playing Croatia again. They played them in the World Cup qualifying stage and they also played them back in the playoff for the 2014 World Cup where Iceland lost to Croatia because Iceland could have made the World Cup in Brazil but Croatia was the one stopping them. So you're playing a Nigeria team that's very young, don't know what to expect completely from them and you've got a Croatia side that has maybe the best midfield trio in the world that Iceland knows tactically and have played against so many times. Yeah, it's certainly possible. I do expect Iceland to do something in this tournament, and I think that Croatia is the that team. They know them. They, they know how to beat them. They know how to play them. They're going to be prepared. Nigeria, well, maybe their inexperience comes to bite them. Nigeria, though, has the kind of flair and talent of uh, any really special African side, and Iceland, again, has never played that. What I'm most excited about this Icelandic team is that for the last two, three years, four years, we've seen Iceland against top European talent. But we've never seen them against South American talent or African talent. And these teams throw different kind of balls at you. They're really fast or they're really technically skilled or they're able to do things that Iceland probably is not prepared for. Now, I'm not saying that Iceland is not capable of getting out of this group. In fact, from our <laughs> how we've been talking about this, it seems like we both believe that they're probably going to get out of it. But it's interesting. We get to see if this Icelandic team is actually able to get basically prove themselves on a world stage against world opposition and all this kind of crap. And it, and I think it's a good it's a perfect group for them in terms of figuring out that world stage because you're playing against arguably the best South American team in Argentina, the reigning runners up of the World Cup. I for one am of, am of the opinion that Argentina is kind of overrated. I, they have they, they barely qualified for this tournament. So for me, this is one of the most overrated Argentina sides that's been in the World Cup recently. You got a Croatia team they know about. And then Nigeria is a, one of the top African nations to play. So this is the perfect group for Iceland to prove themselves. And depending on how they perform, if they get zero points, 
I don't know if we see Iceland again in a World Cup for many years, but if they're able to get some points and even make it to the round of 16, Iceland could become one of those European regulars. Obviously, in 2026, when the World Cup expands to 48 teams, you would expect Iceland to be a regular. But for 2022, or even going forward, if you think of the first 12, 13 European teams that are like, oh yeah, they're qualifying for the World Cup, Iceland could be one of them if they perform well in this tournament. Yeah, and I mean, this is also probably, not only is this their best roster, this is probably their roster at their prime. I mean, Gilfie Sigurdsson is 26 or 27. Most of their players are in their late 20s. Now, there's not a lot of youth on this team, but with you, without youth, with all this experience, I mean, it makes them a, probably a more dangerous team in this World Cup. I mean, but... It also provides this risk that if they're not able to do anything with what is ostensibly their golden generation with not really a, a good pipeline really developed, you're right, Iceland, maybe this is their only appearance. Now, we'll see because this is a very experienced team. They know they can win. They believe that they can win. All these players know that they can compete at the top leagues in, the, in European football. I want to believe in Iceland is, is ultimately what I want to say. I believe in them. I want to believe in them. I really want them to do well. I mean, if they're other than Portugal, who's the team I'm going to be officially rooting for with the United States out, Iceland's probably my second team. They're the team that I will be watching every one of their games and thinking, I really hope they win. I'm really going to be pulling for them. Whereas for most of the World Cup group stage games, I'm watching just for entertainment and I want to see good goals and good games. Whereas with Iceland, I'm like, oh God, I really want Iceland to beat Argentina. I really want them to be Croatia, Nigeria, and do well, especially also... Would you say Iceland is the is the prime team for for American fans to root for since they're the big underdog? Well, p- potentially. I mean, Iceland plays a similar style to how the United States teams played in twenty in two thousand two and in two thousand ten and in two thousand fourteen. I mean, it's about togetherness and belief that you can play better than what your players are capable of doing. Um, however, you never know. Iceland is not like a country with a large following in the United States. Uh, perhaps the U.S. could find the ironic aspect that Iceland, the smallest nation on uh, to ever qualify for the World Cup, could actually do something at the World Cup would be interesting. But I'm not sure if Iceland is really a- able to take the hearts of most Americans. I hope so. They're a great team. They play really well. They are giant killers. I mean, even though they are basically giants on the field <laughs> with their Viking statures, but right, I, I think they took curious. they took American hearts in Euro. I mean, Iceland was getting coverage when they beat England. I mean, besides the fact that ESPN self promotes the European Championships when they're covering them, Iceland was getting national attention. Stephen Colbert talked about Iceland after they qualified, so I think Iceland already has that national attention that American fans who are interested in soccer and are still going to be interested in the World Cup without the U.S. in it. I think they're going to be all in for Iceland. We could see some Iceland jerseys and some American bars this summer. That would be a lot of fun. That w- you would never have expected that four years ago, <laughs> that Americans no. would decide not would not be able to root for their own country, but then for the smallest country to ever qualify, <laughs> Iceland. Right. Iceland's going to be having two friendlies before they play Argentina in maybe the biggest game in their international history. Iceland going to be taking on their Scandinavian uh, counterparts in Norway and Reykjavik, and then another host game against uh, Ghana, one of the African regulars who are not in the World Cup. All right, time to do our predictions for Iceland. How we do predictions in the previews, we're going to be talking about what's the max number of points Iceland can get and how far they could get in the knockout stage. And we'll start off with Esteban here. What do you think of the Vikings? Max points, in a, in realistically, I think they can max points get either six or seven points. They're really, really strong. They have the team that's capable of doing a lot of damage in the World Cup. Croatia, while it has a great midfield, Iceland knows them. Nigeria is inexperienced, and Argentina might be overrated. Iceland 
could get six or seven points and either win the group or come in second. I'm going to say, I'm saying max six, because as much as I want to say Iceland will beat Argentina, I, I just think Lionel Messi is at this point in his career where he's like, I need to go LeBron mode in this World Cup <laughs> and just take over and just demolish everyone. And that could be what happens in that first game. I think Iceland, though, realistically could tie Argentina. I don't think they're going to beat them. But I do think Iceland can beat Nigeria, and I do think they can beat Croatia. I think that Iceland knows Croatia too well at this point. They know that they can beat them. They finished above them in the qualification on on those 22 points, two points ahead of Croatia. So I think Iceland realistically gets six points, and I think they can come out of this group. But how far can they go? Can they win another round of 16 game? Well, they could. I mean, it's totally possible. If uh, Who would they play in the round of 16? Assuming they come in second, they're probably going to have to play France again. Ah, uh, well, their journey might end there. Although you never know. Uh, the French team could implode like they usually do in a World Cup. Um, if they come in first, though, they will play the second place of that group, which, I mean, Peru, Denmark, uh, I believe Australia. That's a perfectly, that's a good matchup for Iceland. They could get through. So if I'm an Icelandic fan, and I kind of am for this World Cup, I'm hoping that they get first place. Because if they get first place and they're able to at least draw with Argentina and beat Nigeria and Croatia, they're going to be able to get a path to the quarterfinals. And from there, you're playing with house money. So mm-hmm. why not? And I think... First place is possible, but it all depends on whether or not Argentina implodes in the group stage. And it's possible because Croatia are known to beat good teams in big tournaments. Remember, they beat Germany second group stage game in Euro 2008, were inches from getting to the semifinals until Turkey had their incredible heroics of that tournament, scoring in the 120th minute and eventually winning in the shootout. And this is one of the best, this is the best Croatia team we've seen since 1998. So if Argentina loses that Croatia game and then they get to play Nigeria for the millionth time in a World Cup, Iceland could squeak their way into first. They almost did in Euro, but Hungary was able to get the edge on them in what was the most exciting group of the European Championships, and it was completely flipped reverse to what everyone had predicted. Absolutely. But if Iceland finishes in first, they're going to the quarterfinals. They can beat Australia, Peru. Denmark would be their toughest op- opponent. Denmark is very, very good. They're very underrated. People need to look at them. It'd be a nice uh, Scandinavian battle, but... We'll get to them. <laughs> I think Iceland, Iceland realistically could beat Denmark, but if they play Peru or Australia, they're going to the quarterfinals. And then if they're going to the quarterfinals in that uh, scenario, they could be playing Portugal or Spain or somehow Egypt or Uruguay. But, I mean, by some miracle, if Iceland makes the semifinals, that would be the, <laughs> next, the greatest think, upset yeah. in World Cup history. Probably even greater than when South, uh, when South Korea and Turkey made the semifinals back in 2002. So yeah, I, I think... <laughs> I think it'd be. I think this is an, a very interesting team. They have a really high ceiling, but they also have a low floor. They, it, it's realistically possible for Iceland to get no points from this group and just go home empty-handed. I mean, all three teams that they're going to play are, ex- are exceptionally talented. Even Croatia, that they know and beat in the group stage, there could be a vengeance factor. So I think Iceland, if they come, if they come to play, I think they are very, very good, and I think they could make the quarterfinals. But they could also come in last. It's it's a very interesting group, uh, interesting team. High ceiling, high floor for the Icelandic Vikings. Should be one of the must-watch teams for this World Cup. Open up against Argentina on June the 16th. That's our Iceland preview. We'll have more as we continue our road to Moscow here on the Top Flight Podcast.